0: Hey, folks,
1: this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a DogCast Studio podcast. Catch new episodes of the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook or Twitter. Stay healed, baby. Welcome, folks, to another episode of The Turnbuckle Welcome Report, bringing you live action of wrestling, pro wrestling, indie wrestling, all the kinds of wrestling. That's here, This is your host, the people's host, Leland, with me tonight. It's been a while since he spit on his mic. Maybe he spit on it too much. The dog cast father himself, Joshua. What's up, brother? Leland! I'm back, baby!
0: Been a long time, brother, rock and roll! Happened on the show for no, I only held you. It's been a long time, been a long time, been a long, lonely, 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 lonely,
1: lonely, lonely Feels good to be back. I'll tell you that right now. That was that was a hot coming right there. I like that. That was uh that was interesting. It was beautiful. God bless. God It's been a while. It's been a while since I've had you on the mic. A lot's happened since the last time you expressed your opinion on something other than. Facebook, social media, and uh, our text thread, Oy. which, by the way, I'm glad it's just your opinion because it fucking sucked when it come to All Out. And I'm going right there. I'm going right there because, oh my, my god, friend, you came in hot after All Out. Of, it was it was, it was, it was okay. I, and, 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 I wasn't even trying to hear that shit. I wasn't oh. even trying to hear it. Man, you fucker. Well...
0: Sometimes the truth mm-hmm. hurts. Okay, listen. No,
1: no, no. I don't know. You're like the. You're part of the bloodline. Okay, you're just. You you are. You're just. You're you WWE sold out. And if Roman Reigns was in front of you right now, you'd you'd be part of the bloodline. That's all I'm saying. Blue Ranger champion all the way. You're part of the bloodline.
0: Actually, I'm more over on Bobby Lashley to be honest, but. Uh... No, it's not that the pay per view was bad. I didn't say the pay per view was bad. But I feel like SummerSlam was a better pay per view.
1: I really do. Summer I, I think they were both great, honestly. I, I really they do. They were both I thought really
0: that... good pay per views. And then when, you know, you had Adam Cole come out, which was kind of a it was kind of a weak I don't know. It it felt a little weak to me. He he came out and I think he, when, when he did come out, I kind of felt like people were like, oh, man, we were kind of hoping Daniel Bryan would show up first. But then when Daniel Bryan showed up, though, oh, man. I've never been over on Daniel Bryan. Let me put this on record. I've never well, know, been over Brian. on Daniel I Bryan. And I, I am over on Daniel Bryan now for some weird-ass reason. And I think the reason is I never, and it, it dawned on me, his new appearance does it for me. Mm-hmm. For some reason, and I think I've come to the conclusion that's also why I I didn't like Moxley. When he was Dean Ambrose, I was always like, fucking Joey Slickster. Coming down with the freaking grease back hair. He just looked like an idiot, okay? Now, I'm way over on Mox, dude. Mox is one of my favorite things in AEW, which is crazy. Because if you go back and listen a year ago, I was like, fuck that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, He gets a wardrobe change. It, no, it's not just the wardrobe. He gets a wardrobe change and a little more free reigns to do what he wants. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm over on him. I don't like those suicide, death, gangbuster, rip your ball off matches that he does. But I really like his his angle that he's at currently. And then when Daniel Bryan came out and had the wardrobe change, I popped when he came out, and his new his new entrance music, let me okay, let me put that out other other too. I always yeah. hated his fucking intro music. But when he comes out and it's the same intro like beginning so we all know who it is, like CM Punk. But yeah. then it goes into Good something move. new. Good move by the way. It's something new. Yeah, because it, he's getting a character change. Now he's I feel like he's kind of I don't know how to explain it. It 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 just feels like that's well, how like he, he should have eat- been.
1: It's like he got remodeled, right? And that, and that, what I think you're really trying to explain is the difference between AEW and WWE. They come over to AEW. The only guys that have come over from WWE to AEW that have found real success are the guys that are naturally creative because now they have an opportunity to set all that WWE creative aside, do their own thing, and if it fails, it fails, but it hasn't failed. The only person it failed on was Miro. His first original shit of being a gamer and you know being the nice you know three hundred and sixty pound badass best man. Yeah. it didn't work. So what did he have to do? He had to change. He had to change his persona. He had to get away from the best friend thing, and he had to uh, he had to tap into that Rusev thing. His music is even really close to Rusev, uh, which works for him. On Rampage Friday night, we're gonna. By the way, we're gonna jump around on the show a little bit tonight because. Yeah, we're a little ADD. That's okay. That's okay. Kangaroo brothers tonight. But uh, we haven't been on the mic in a while, so we've got a lot to talk about. Rusev comes out in Rampage, and he's defending the TNT title, as he should. As he should, by the way. The TNT title should be defended, in my opinion, either Wednesday nights or Friday nights. You pick it, but it should be defended almost every week, at least three times a month. I agree with you. He decides that he's going to defend that title against uh, Del Fuego, which... Ah, whatever. I, I'm I'm not over on the Del Fuego character. It, what happened should have happened. What what did happen is exactly what should have happened. Miro ate this dude up in like, I don't know, less than five minutes. He he made he made which was basically too long. It was too long. Del Fuego should, would you know in a real uh, about Miro would eat this motherfucker up. So it it, it happened how it was supposed to happen, but. Miro is the only one that has had so far To change his flip in AEW Because his original idea didn't work Moxley keeps getting better and better and better This dude has finally hit the status Of over champion without a belt He is, in my opinion My opinion I agree with you, I think Moxley is the only guy No, that's wrong Moxley um, Chris Jericho and obviously MJF are the only guys in AEW that can do their thing, get a crowd pop, and they don't have to have a title around their waist. Now, MJF, right. what is he going to do when he gets that title? I mean, he doesn't need the damn thing. He's got so much heat. I want. I want to. I know I'm jumping. Where are you at with MJF after All Out?
0: He needs the TNT title. They, they need to drop the Jericho run. And they need to make an angle for him going up against Rusev. And how you could break that angle is that you'll have MJF, but he's not going to be the enforcer because, of course, he has his dude. Mm -hmm. He already has an enforcer. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So the way that you can make that work is that they're going to kind of be like, that's our belt. And I, I think if he's going to have a belt, he needs to be the macho man of AEW. Okay. He doesn't need to hold the WWE or the WWF title. He needs to hold the mm-hmm. TNT title because in that way you can have that dude. That's his style character and still defend that belt every week or every other week. However, it needs to be done mm-hmm. and it would, it would work for him. So I think if he's going to have a belt, it'd have to be the TNT title personally. I don't think he's quite, I don't know how this will come across either. I don't think, His character as a whole will work with the AEW title. His style characters usually aren't great to have that main belt. And usually when they do, it's not going to be a big run. Because their style character is always kind of better off as having either the mid-card belt
1: or always being that title chaser. Does that make sense? No, it does make sense, but I, what I really think you're you're struggling to say is that when you're a chicken shit heel, it's 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 difficult to care have a long run like the Moxleys have, like the Jerichos have, um, like we're currently seeing Kenny Omega have. Kenny Omega is still in that realm of, of chicken shit heel, but it's tough to come off as a chicken shit heel. He's more arrogant when you're when you have all the titles in the world except for what WWE holds. So it's kind of right. difficult. But MJF, I think once we finally see him get a title run, I think it's going to be a point in AEW when they're searching for that next baby face. Because the only reason you have a a chicken shit heel character like MJF have the title is because you want to see the hero come along and and beat him, right? Um, You know, we wanted to see... um, we wanted to see hogan rise up against you know the, the the rowdy pipers the andre the giants we wanted to see that because he was your ultimate hero now i i think that um in my opinion i think the best run that cm punk has left in him is going to be against mjf and i think that it would work better if mjf was the AEW heavyweight champion Ah, uh, that's the sure. wrong way to put it. They're not heavy. They're not heavyweight champions. I'm old school. That's how I look at it. But the AEW champion, um, right? Man, as I'm sitting here doing this fantasy book and eating popcorn, watching watching uh, recap of SmackDown, that's a pretty damn good idea. Would you? And I know you're not huge on the CM Punk comeback thing, uh, but wh- where would you stand on that kind of run? That'd be the only. I don't know if it'd be the only actually,
0: but. With what you're saying works, but it it also agrees with what I'm saying, though, because that means that sure. MJF will have that belt, but he's not going to have it for a while. Then if that happens, he'll get it at their mid-year pay-per-view, and then he'll probably lose it at their main pay-per-view. If that makes sense. So what is I their feel main like pay-per-view? It's all out, isn't it? I think it's it? all out. Yeah, yeah, I
1: think it's all I would, I would say the fans who deem this as all out. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So he'll CM Punk, regardless of who has the belt, will win that belt at all out, I believe. I think okay. that's your that's your timeline of seeing CM Punk win. Whoever so do you has think
1: it, let, with what you're saying would be that MJF would become the AEW champion at around double or nothing time frame. And right. then he would drop it three months later to uh, CM Punk yes so my main question if that's the scenario is when is that time frame because that's the match I really want to see I don't I don't really give a shit about CM Punk I'm happy to see him in the ring I, I've i always liked his old school style um, His, as we discussed his throwback to Bret Hart I've always liked that about him uh, me being a huge Bret Hart fan but I'm tired of him piddle a fart around already I'm sick and tired of it. I'm, I'm I don't want to see him with the with the the Taz faction, the you know WTF belt. I, I don't give a fuck about any of that stuff. I get why he's doing it though. He's taking the young guys. He's trying to get him over. I get it. It makes sense. That's what a veteran should be doing. But motherfucker, I haven't seen him in seven years. I want to see this guy have a real run. I think he's got one left in him. I don't think he has maybe five years. I think five years in the business is realistic for, M- for CM Punk. Now, That's a long time for him. I, I do. You know, my initial thought was three years, but I think five years is good because of what we're seeing uh, uh, Chris Jericho being able to do. AEW's only been around for two years, my friend. And Jericho, for a solid year, was the champion. So if Jericho right. at that age could do it, why couldn't CM Punk? So I think CM Punk, the way that the AEW cuts their um, cuts their show, I think that I think he's got a good five years in him. So I don't want that to come too quick, is what I'm trying to say.
0: I agree with you on that. I don't I don't think it's going to come too quick. I I think that it's going to be next year. Um, I don't know. I here's my problem with AEW right now. They really need to break both their shows apart and fully have them as a, a different roster show, because now Between they're running and into Dynamite. the issue, huh?
1: Between Rampage and Dynamite, that's what you're saying, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. They, okay. they, they need to fully be Raw and SmackDown. They need to completely knock the um, behind-the-scenes jabs at WWE, and they they mm-hmm. really need to just buckle down and worry about what they're doing and pull a Ron Smackdown attitude era not attitude era, but ruthless aggression era style. And cause you, okay. So you're telling me now you have, okay. Here's where you should be worried about MJF and especially hangman page. Okay. These are the two guys that I really yeah. think are going to be falling off now because now they, they brought over, Daniel Bryan, they have CM Punk, you know, they have all these people. They have Adam Adam Cole, which I'm pretty sure is going to get mid-carded. I don't care what either of you guys say. He went over there to be a mid-card uh, backup, like he's always been. Um, he is the cheerleader on the side, to be honest with you. And now that he's going to the Elite, everybody's going to see him as, oh, sweet. So we picked up another dude from... WWE that was friends with these guys like a couple years ago that we were like why'd you leave to go there anyways oh it's maybe because he just was he was just like part of them so now he's gonna be just part of them again so no one's gonna give a shit about Adam Cole and Christian I mean he's kind of falling towards the wayside too so the problem is they're bringing in all these talent at once bum 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 and we all know that fucking Bray Wyatt's coming too. So, where are you gonna fit time for any of this shit?
1: It's not gonna work. Okay, here, you've brought over he, too much here's, talent. Here's the thing: AEW does not have a shortness of; uh, they don't have a short supply of baby faces right now. So they need heels. MJF's not gonna go anywhere but up. He's gonna have these. He's gonna have real legitimate. Um, uh, feuds with these new baby faces. I think you know, like we said, the CM Punk's, the Daniel, the Brian Danielsons, so on and so forth. Now, <clears throat> to say that Adam Cole is a mid Carter, you know, I'm going to disagree with you on that because there's there's one thing that uh, I know you've went a few times and watched, but there's one thing that I I don't miss a whole lot of, and it's at NXT. I actually really enjoy NXT. And I ha- I've watched it, you know. I don't know. Since the whole Wednesday Night Wars thing began, I-, I enjoyed NXT. I thought they were the best wrestling show that the WWE puts out. And with that being said, Adam Cole is the best worker of the bunch. I I think you have you have Brian Danielson, which is arguably you know what top five, definitely top ten wrestlers in the world. Uh, Adam Cole's not far behind that. He's younger. People have have ex- described this guy. As the next Shawn Michaels I don't know how you get higher praise than that Than the next Shawn Michaels Shawn Michaels was compared to As the next Ric Flair I don't know if he went in helicopter to check on an airplane I'm not sure about these details But I'm waiting for the next Dark Side of the Ring <coughs> How do you think he got the doctor? <laughs> He's a helicopter he Son of a bitch That's This what he is what is. happened
0: He needed his teeth worked on Okay so he hey, gets hey. his appointment, okay? He, he meets mm-hmm. the doctor. He walks in. She goes, hey, hold on. I'll be right back. She closes the door. Her lab coat is on the back of the door. He gets up, sees an opportunity. He says, I'm going to treat myself. Gets up, gets undressed, puts his, that coat on. When she walks in, he's backwards. She's Hell like, "Oh yeah, why are you wearing my, my lab, lab coat? Turns around, pulls a Ric Flair. From that moment on, Married him. Oh,
1: oh, 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 oh. Married him. Can, can you believe this shit? Can you believe this? I know we, off air we talked about it. You know, the the last episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, it's centered all around the, the plane ride from hell, coming back from Germany, yada, yada, yada. We've heard the story a thousand times. My lord. I didn't know Ric Flair was that uh, pushy, I guess is the best way to put it. I, there's there's been some backlash on this. I mean, first of all, just for the record, I don't think Ric Flair is some raging rapist out there. Tommy Dreamer is getting a lot of heat for defending Ric Flair on this show. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's even reports now that he's going to be suspended from Impact. Do you think there's a correlation here?
0: He already is, and that is the reason why. They're they're wow. they're blaming him basically. They're they're basically saying that what he was talking about on the episode was insensitive to what happened. Let's break down what happened a little more, though. The Let's part that it. they left out on Vice was the fact that that girl, the flight attendant that all this happened to, yada yada, uh-huh. stole $80,000 worth of jewelry from like from Ric Flair on that flight. <gasps> Didn't make the
1: episode. Wow. Oh. No, you dropped this on our social media, and I was uh, hoping you'd bring it up on the show. Weird. So what that does for me is it kind of
0: takes credibility away from her a little bit because she's playing the victim but then is also a thief of almost a hundred thousand dollars we're not talking she stole a hundred dollar bill out of his back pocket she stole eighty thousand dollars worth of jewelry and that just so happened to slip the vice episode which i thought was interesting once i heard about this Mm -hmm. first thing i thought was well i thought vice was just like you know we don't care what the what the story is I felt like you kind of angled that episode to sure. call out Ric Flair as a rapist. I feel like that's so the we should have saw took. this
1: coming because the guys that made this and I, I'm sorry I can't remember their names, but the guys that made the 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 they make the Dark Side of the Ring series um, were being interviewed and they had made a comment that. Yeah, you know this episode. It kind of feels weird because all these guys that we idolized growing up, were you know we're kind of we're kind of smashing our heroes here. I, I didn't really know what that comment was supposed to mean um, because you're supposed to be, like you said, a journalistic side of it. You're supposed to be telling a story wherever the facts fall, wherever wherever it falls, it, it's the story, right? the The viewer is the one that can make their own determination. But I agree with you. I think that there was a skewed. Uh, point of view on this episode especially when you bring in the whole 80 80 to a hundred thousand dollars with a jewelry deal here mm-hmm. i don't like that Ric flair uh didn't comment that was his own choice i get it but i don't like that that he wasn't being able to def- be defended in that they had the, you know they had the little caption which the captions they put on there oh they chose not to not to comment it always skew that to, to make it seem you know like they're omitting guilt Because
0: they always put in there at the fucking goofiest time. So exactly the point that I was trying to get to there was when did they put in the Brock Lesnar didn't want to comment right after she's like, oh, he came on to me. He was naked. Brock Lesnar didn't want to comment.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, It's like omitting guilt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it literally
0: is. And it's like, no, we've heard fucking people don't want to talk about any of this shit anymore because if someone 85 years ago blinked at someone down a hallway, they'll get canceled. That's what's that's why no one wants to comment. Let's just let's face reality. Everybody wants to be like, oh, look at all these people. Oh, they drug these people. Oh, rapists or whatever. It's like people cry about it, but they don't do anything about it. It's like you guys just pick and choose who you give a shit about at certain times and. And when it comes to wrestling fans, let's just let's, let's just be honest—they're the most um, how do you you want to want to put? They're the most bandwagon fucking group of dumb fucks you'll ever <laughs> see in your life because they will jump on anything. So as soon as the fucking you got that the that culture going out right now, the can, cancel or whatever, they're like, oh, this is the how we can get Ric Flair program. not to be on AEW, yeah, and fuck Tommy Dreamer, we don't want him either, and all that shit comes out. It's like that's what what goes on. Wrestling fans don't give a shit. They they called for CM Punk for eighty five years, and he shows up and he gets the pop the first two nights he shows up. And then now everyone's like, okay, who gives a shit? They said Bray Wyatt sucked for the entire time he was on WWE. He leaves and they're like, well, why would you get rid of him? Why, why would you get rid of him? Or, I don't know because you guys boot him for fucking seven the last seven years.
1: I don't. I, I was I don't know. one of those people.
0: It, it's like. It's like uh, go fucking find a shoulder and cry on it. Shit out your ass and shut your mouth. It's like
1: fuck. Oh, yeah. Cry a river and then hopefully you, your ship sinks you, motherfucker. That's what you're really saying.
0: That's what you're really saying. That's what I'm really saying.
1: I like I like the dark side of the ring uh, series. I think it's I think it's thought provoking. This episode was. Oh man, it's kind of weird because the fan in me really liked this episode, but then the fan in me really hated this episode. Make sense? And it's because I'm such a Ric Flair fan. It's because I saw the the portrait that's being painted here. As soon as Tommy Dreamer was defending him, I'm like, oh shit. Oh shit. Because you just know the backlash. It didn't surprise me seeing that impact is now, uh, you know, suspended him indefinitely, whatever the fuck it is. Thankfully, he's still on busted open. And uh, we, maybe we can hear a little more, uh, you know, to the story. But, you know, I will I will back up a little bit. You, you kept on commenting on, you know, Vice being the the channel that puts out the facts or whatever. Um, I don't like to get too political, but you, you and I are, are pretty well lined up in politics. And I'll tell you right now, my friend, the Vice channel is the most progressive, forward, liberal channel I've ever, ever seen in my life. So it doesn't surprise me that any kind of dirt they could have on anybody and make somebody look bad, especially, you know, a white male, uh, they're they're going to air that and they're going to banner it. Uh, there's been more commercials for having, uh, for, for watching this episode than I think any other one that Vice has put on. So it, oh, it, there's connecting points, There's what I'm saying. It's, there's connecting points.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not talking about, like, all news as a whole. I'm talking about when it comes to, like, Wrestling. Well, the, what they've brought yeah. us for wrestling but But I'm just, I think
1: there's a connection there. That, that's what I'm saying is I think there's a connection there because uh, if you want a more conservative view, right, you're going to go to the Fox News. If you want more of a, a liberal point of view, you're probably going to go to the MSNBC kind of thing. If you want so a crazy... Loo- if you want so If you want the crazy, complete left, Nancy Pelosi-loving liberals, then you're going to go to the Vice Channel.
0: So what you're saying is that a and when they make the documentaries for the WWE, we're going to Fox News, and when you when you go to Vice, we're watching CNN.
1: For wrestling documentaries,
0: yeah. Okay,
1: I don't think CNN's liberal enough, though. Is what I'm trying to say. It's you. Oh, gotcha. you have to take that into account if you're watching the show. Uh, let me let me just put it this way. And for our fans that are that are left leaning liberals, I don't hate you. I don't agree with everything you're doing, but hey, we're all Americans. We're supposed to live in this thing together. I'm not gonna hate you because you got a different opinion. I mean, fuck me, running right. Mm-hmm. If you watch Vice more than just the Dark Side of the Ring, you can see that there's a certain leaning faction that's running that that company. That's all I'm saying. So it doesn't surprise me that that is uh, that is being you know that kind of culture, that kind of uh, you know opinion is being is being pushed on that channel. That's all I'm really saying. Maybe I got way too political there. And I don't mean to do that. I just I just think it's fair to say that, that there is a difference. What I found funny though was that
0: if anybody was brushing it off as being cool, it was R V D. Yeah. I mean for sure. and so RVD gets nothing. Who gives a shit? But they the why are they singling out Tommy Dreamer? Where he was like, I don't condone any of this. I'm just saying it happened. RVD's like, Yeah, that shit happened all the fucking time. <laughs> They're like, "All right, yeah, yeah uh, RVD." I, I loved like, his yeah, one-liner. I uh I don't uh, condone any of this. And I don't think Ric Flair would, was, was like that. That son of a bitch.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, okay. I'll tell you, uh, first of all, RVD's one-liner about the um, the the one stu- the one uh stewardess whatever she is, uh, um, flight attendant. There you go. She makes the comment of it was like having you know, a group full of rowdy teenagers on a, <laughs> on a flight for, for 12, 14 hours, whatever it was. Yeah. And then they immediately cut to RVD, and he's like, calling us teenagers is an overstatement. We're more like fifth graders. I know. That was glorious. I just, I just love that because that's exactly, you know, what, what that would be and all the chaos that kind of comes with that. You can vision these guys in your head. I mean, seriously, these Paper guys... Paper planes flying in the air. I know you've been on a few planes, okay? I know you've traveled a bit. The... The idea that they drained three, not one, not two, but three alcohol carts before the fucking plane even got off the ground, that is only a recipe for disaster. I mean, how did anybody, anybody think that this was going to be a good idea once the first cart was drained of alcohol? Which I'm sure c- you know, JBL had drank my... Okay. okay.
0: My question is,
1: why was all that
0: going on? So okay, 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 let me back this up for a second. Yeah. They were talking I I about it all. This. You got you got Brock Lesnar slamming through a table, all this shit, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, no one can stop him. So, anyways, then we went to the front of the, the truck and we got <laughs> uh You got freaking I can't think of his name, JR to walk out. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. like, okay, hold back up a second. All this was going on, and you JR and Vince and all of them were just sitting up front going, guess we'll just have our those rowdy fucking kids having their fucking tea and crumpets. <laughs> I mean, how the fuck did they let it go that far? If anybody in the whole fucking yeah. episode should be looked at that everybody overlooked is what the fuck was Vince and JR doing? Now, JR goes, "Now, don't get me wrong. JR's one of my favorite wrestling entities in wrestling, okay?" But if you're supposed to be the dude watching the fucking talent, I know that your face doesn't fucking work, but goddamn, I know your ears fucking do. So you couldn't turn the fuck around and go, hey, dummies, stop being dummies, or I'm going to go get Vince, okay? JR is the fucking mom in the locker room, and Vince is your fucking dad getting home from work, okay? If JR would have walked out there and said, hey, fuckers, Chill the fuck out, or I'm going to go get Vince. They'd be like, yeah, so anyways, uh, when's the flight done? And they would have sat the fuck down and shut the fuck up. But no. Yeah. no, They let I, it go I for seven fucking extent, hours? What? Seven you're hours, though,
1: Come on. You're talking about a whole roster, and of course I'm going to defend JR. I love the guy. You're we're, we're talking about a full roster of drunk wrestlers. And by the way, most of JR's time is spent... Nursing Dustin Rhodes from killing himself because he just got broke up with, and and Scott Hall from not killing himself into a drunken stupor, and apparently, you know, forcing himself, you know, getting a little handsy with the stewardess was as well. Um, you know what I found interesting, and I it's so revealing too. It's so revealing because you knew the answer. You knew when the when the producer asked the question to Jr. Hey, Scott Hall got fired. Mr. Perfect got fired. A uh, Bunch of suspensions were handed down. So what happened to Ric Flair? And JR just gets, you could tell, uncomfortable about the question and simply answers, well, he's the closest thing to a made man wrestling's ever had. He got a free pass. That's the problem. That's the problem right there. Is It, it was shocking, because I'll tell you, I watched the episode my wife. And uh, she said the same thing. Was wait a second? Vince was on the plane the whole time. Exactly. Because that's the shocking part. Wh- I totally agree with you. But you got you got Jr. Over here trying to fix shit, and he, you know, like anybody, they want it, they want to show their boss they can handle it, and he clearly couldn't handle it. If I think if Vince would have stepped up and started giving his, you know, cutting his Mister McMahon promo, maybe things settled down a little bit. I'm sure uh, Michael Hayes's fucking stupid ponytail wouldn't have got cut off. Which is the funniest fucking thing of the whole flight. Hmm. That his ponytail by, not by only Xbox. got cut off, but when he woke up, he started cutting a promo on everybody, his fucking eighty year old ass. And nobody was giving it up. And they just simply taped his ponytail on the dress on the dressing room door the next night at uh, at taping at Vilvey. I just fucking love that. I popped for that. I thought that was the funniest shit about the whole story. If there was one funny thing it was well, there was a lot of funny things um, for sick humor, but um, but if there was one thing that really that that, that, that did, just cracked me up, that cracked me. Up. But you're right about getting back to the RVD thing. You're absolutely right. I mean, he was coy about everything. He was probably high as a fucking kite, and um, yeah, he did he did kind of seem to get a free pass there. I'll tell you though, <clears throat> the one comment that uh, that that Tommy Dreamer made that I think probably got him in the most hot water. Was his very off the show off the cuff comment about um, Oh well if this was really that traumatic for you Then why did you take the money I think that is that Mentality that the this Me Too movement has kind of attacked Is just because the the, the woman has taken uh, A payout to, to stay quiet maybe a, maybe a non-disclosure agreement In a big major company We all know about the Roger Ailes kind of stuff that that doesn't it doesn't doesn't make them, you know, not it makes it doesn't make them less of a victim. It's just that was the circumstance at the time. So I think that that was probably the um, the uh, comment, the one comment that really got him in the hot water. Would you agree? I mean, that was probably it.
0: Yeah. If you really sure. break it down, that was that was probably it. But because
1: everything else that he said wasn't really that bad. It was he was he was saying like you said he was he wasn't necessarily taking up for his buddy Rick, but he was saying, "Listen, I, I've I've been around this guy forever. No, he's not forcing himself on anybody. I got to think that you know women are you know for years throwing themselves at Ric Flair. I'm sure of it. Um, not to say that every woman does, and not to say he didn't get a little carried away, but um, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's interesting that we never got his opinion." Or uh, side of the story, which we probably won't ever at this no, point. I doubt it. Dark side of the ring has never taken up this much of our episode. Uh, I think that shows you how. Impact. If you haven't watched it, folks, you got to go out and go, go, go check it out. It's it's a it's a decent episode. It's really it's one of those stories that we've heard about as wrestling fans for a very long time, but never really got like the the back side of it. Um, with that. It's kind of tough to go back and talk about wrestling because that shit was so, hot. It was so heavy. But I'm going to give it my best attempt. Big E is now your WWE champion. I know how big a fan you are of Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. What did that feel like on Monday Night Raw when the switch happened? Now Big E is your new champion. I'll tell you, know you what, to Slap Lee. it over the shoulder. He's got the title. For those who can't see it, he's got the title over his shoulder right now.
0: I thought that was the weakest shit of wrestling that entire I day was. That's... For I mean, that was a fucking last grasping straw for air for them. You're going to fucking have him post on social media all over. You're going to talk about it all day. Then you're going to talk about it on the show, and then you're going to actually have him win.
1: Cancel my well, subscription. I... I am not cancel my subscription. Yeah, you can't really do that anymore. He's gonna be <laughs> <Can't, Peacock. laughs> cancel my subscription. <laughs> you can't do because now Pete, this is where Vince really figured it out is uh Gladys may cancel, cancel my subscription. Uh, WWE. But they uh, they don't want to cancel the office, so they're not gonna they're not gonna cancel Peacock. Exactly. Uh so a lot of people aren't, you know, Fuck constantly on social media like yourself. Um, watching all this stuff leading up, I certainly was not. I thought that I thought the the title switch made sense because I believe that that how WWE is now competing with Aew, which by the way, for those WWE marks out there that don't want to say that Aew is real legitimate um, competition, you're out of your fucking mind. Because AEW is now taking the ratings from Raw, from NXT, and they're on the heels of SmackDown. So until they get network television, uh, they're never gonna they're not gonna get past SmackDown. We we know that. But um, I thought it was there. I think it's Raw's way of competing now, and and what I mean by that is kind of taking a page out of WCW, in the you never know what's gonna happen. You, we're gonna change titles on a Monday night. We're gonna change them on a pay per view. It, you gotta tune in You don't know what's gonna happen The problem is I don't know if um, I think Big E is the right guy But I don't know if he's the right guy Against Bobby Lashley Because you know that You know Lashley's coming back You know that it, uh, you know There's gonna be a feud there for a while Which I'm not I'm against. almost questioning if he's I'm hurt f- I'm sorry I'm almost questioning if he's hurt Bobby Lashley yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. The behind the scenes there is, is behind the got, scenes. He got injured, and uh, yeah, I'm okay. wondering if okay. he's hurt
0: because it just doesn't make sense to me that they would just out of the blue promote it like that. Because he was getting a pretty big push, and then out of nowhere they're like, "You know, I don't know. I haven't
1: heard anything." You you're typically the one I turn to to to, to hear that kind of news.
0: It just it all kind of makes makes sense. Or they were really riding. Okay, two things. I I think maybe um. MVP's contract came up because if you notice like now he's injured he's out okay and then he loses the belt I think they needed to break that faction up for some reason don't know why but I feel like maybe there was either contracts they were gonna change up so there's nothing that they could do because if there's not gonna be any renewals so they kind of just said this was the, their best-case scenario of what they thought they could do or um. One of them's hurt. Maybe Lashley's hurt, and I guess we'll find out in the next couple months, depending on how he p- performs or if we see him, how that plays out. Or I could be completely wrong, and this is just a WWE fisting their own ass yet again. I don't know, but I am. I've always been a Bobby Lashley fan. He's from the fucking Springs, sure. dude. You know what I mean? It's like,
1: yeah, no, he is. He's, he's he's an army guy too. He was you know Fort Carson the whole thing. Um, he has I, the, I'm the look. A Lashley guy too.
0: He he, right now, you know my style wrestler. Okay, the Dave Batistas, you know what I mean. The Bobby Lashley, something about, but they're just believable. And Bobby Lashley was a fucking believable champion. Okay, and I'm sorry, That's but silly. Biggie's not. Biggie's just not a believable champion to me. Not a fucking hundred years. Wow, with a, ch- what, what a, ch- I believe that? a
1: chest that size, man, I don't know. Is it just because you know Bobby Lashley's a, a legit badass?
0: No, it's, I think I've just never been over on Big E.
1: Um, it's not that I've never been over
0: on Big E. I've just never been over on New
1: Day. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Well, this would be a good spot to have the guy in here because I know he's always been over on the New Day. And, and I, I personally, um, I thought they were funny when they throw pancakes at everybody and then COVID happened and they stopped throwing crotch cakes everywhere. But, uh, you yeah. know, I've never... Uh, <laughs> Never been a huge fan. I'd like to see Bobby Lashley uh, get the title back. I do like him as the WWE champion, um, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know where all this is is gonna end up. I don't know where all this is going. Now we let have me ask you a Edge question. Though. That's got a busted neck. Go ahead.
0: Do you think they're moving him to SmackDown? Do you think this was the, the their plan? And what you're gonna end up having is. Uh, basically Roman Reigns doing an open call out and he and he's going to be like, you know, who, who's going to come get me, whatever, whatever. And it's going to be on fucking draft night and out comes Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. That could be a possibility
1: too. I think the draft is going to stir a lot of things up. Um, what's going to happen with the universal title? Uh, I, I'm pretty confident Brock Lesnar is going to end up with that title. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I think that I feel like we have I feel like we, we call it pretty straight down the middle. And we've had a, we've got a lot of things right on this show. But when it comes to this big E being the new WWE champion over Bobby Lashley, I really don't know where they're going to go. And that's why I think this was their plan the whole time was to confuse the smart marks. I really think so. I think AEW is giving us exactly what we need as wrestling fans. Um and WWE is is they're catering they're catering to the children and, and I think their best way now is is to hook the parents by giving them, you know, what they didn't expect to see. And we certainly did yeah. not expect to see a title change, no. especially to Big E no. on a Monday Night Raw. Definitely not. Which which by the way, I, I, I'll admit, I don't watch a whole lot of Monday Night Raw. I, I, I watch I watch to see what's going on with Charlotte and I almost always tune in to see the main event. That's why I saw it live. Because that's that's the times I watch Raw, uh, so it, it did shock me. It did shock me. I'm yet to see. I th- I think he's carrying the title very well, though. Uh, you got I, AEW I do, giving us wrestling. I do think he's, I do think he's believable. But go ahead. What were you saying?
0: <laughs> you got AEW giving us wrestling, and you got WWE yeah. stuck in a weird season. I mean, that's how it feels <laughs> right now. You got. So you Chad got... and I
1: have talked about this a number of times on the show, and I think a lot of it is their audience. I think the WWE is going after the kids' audience. We said this a couple weeks ago when Chad was in All Out. I simply ask on the show, "How many kids did you see it all out?" And he could think of one legitimate kid that he saw it all out. Uh, when you look at uh, the crowd in WWE, it's nothing but kids. You got parents that have brought their kids. When you mm-hmm. look in an AEW crowd, it's that 18 to 49. It's that demographic. Right. It's that black T-shirt mafia kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that if we look through it, I, I heard Bub, uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, whatever he's calling himself, Bully Ray Dudley, whatever, uh, on Busted Open. I heard him say that you've got to watch it through the through the lenses like a kid would watch the show. And that makes a lot of sense. I don't know that it helps me watch Raw. I, hope, I don't think that it helps me... Um, be entertained by it anymore but right. i it makes sense to me because when you see how what they're catering to it makes a little more sense why they're doing what they do why wouldn't they if they're catering to kids why wouldn't they make the guy that has a cereal brand their wwe <laughs> champion why wouldn't they do that
0: because he sells more merchandise that's what wwe pushes
1: 100 percent. Sells, sells more, more merch. merchandise yep because no matter what, he can go to the table and whether he's whether he's whether he's heel or whether he's babyface almost messed up that hook. You do you, baby.